Hi, this is Bernie Dake. You're listening to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. This is sadly our final episode in our series on parenting. This has been nine weeks of interviews with couples at all stages of raising godly kids. If you've missed any of the episodes, be sure to visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org or subscribe on your favorite podcast store. Today, we'll hear part two of our conversation with the Maccabees. difficult part is not being a helicopter parent and Mm -hmm. and allowing them knowingly going into a some type of circumstance that they're going to fail because they have their minds set a certain way but not being that parent that doesn't let them mess up Mm -hmm. i I think i go back to mom uh, when we went through all that with matt mom mom was the rock with that because i had this aura in my mind we're salvation army officers we're the maccabees we have it all together we were dyss and tyss and we're supposed to be cool and have it all together and i remember being so embarrassed by some of matt's behavior and some of the things that he did that i I didn't always respond in the best way to him because you've got to behave but I, I made so many mistakes with all of that and to make sure that we weren't investing more in Matt and taking away from you guys. Mom was the one. I, I don't know how you did that, Deborah, with how you you balanced all of that and kept, kept everybody on an even kill and even keeping me on an even kill. I made some huge mistakes during that time. Mm. I'm, well, I'm not sure either. Um, I'm thinking about um, transparency. Um, I think I would have been more transparent with people about oh, the yeah. issues, not only just to to just share and get it out, but there's so many people, other people, even yeah, today, right. that are going through that hell on earth, and they're not sharing that. Our life is not perfect. We're going to Sunday school, but you didn't hear all that happened <laughs> getting them in, in the van or... Um, all the things that happened before that. So, yeah, I think that would be the biggest thing that I would I would probably change is to, just to be more transparent. I remember some of those car rides. Mm. Yeah. Of all hell breaking loose. Yeah. The yeah. And we get it's there and smiles on. We get to the core, we pop out, and we're all the, the All-American. Yeah. When we, Mom and I have the incredible opportunity to speak at officers' councils. We've done a lot of that in events. Every time we talk and every time we, I mean, even when before retirement, when we were active, people knew of Matt. And mom, when we were DCs, mom did officer development, and she was able to see and laser focus on some kids and to say to some officer parents, uh, I know what you're going through, and and was able to come alongside them. I hate that phrase, come alongside, because sometimes when people come alongside you, they just push you out of the way, but was able to walk with them through some incredibly deep valleys. And sometimes in in our ministry, in, in, in a lot of facets, not just officers, 
you had this need to be the perfect person mm-hmm. and to expose yourself that you're not the perfect person. And mom was able to help people to walk through these deep, 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 dark valleys. And now, even now, when we speak and use Matt as an illustration, we use got you guys as illustrations too. When we when we use these illustrations, there has never been a time that I can recall, Deborah, that when we are through talking about Matt's life, talking about what he went through, talking about his death and how we got through that, that we do not have officers saying to us, do you have a couple minutes we can talk? And mom and I have spent a lot of time talking to parents uh, who have gone through, who are going through that kind of hell. And they don't want to tell people in army leadership. They don't, because it makes them seem weak. And we've been able, I think, I think that's a good thought. Even having at this moment, I wish I would have been a lot more transparent of saying to people, I'm not okay. I'm not doing well. And destigmatize. I don't even know if that's a word going to counseling about it. Yeah. I I think if people had of, I would have done that earlier, first of all. Without doubt. And as a family, you know, we did a couple. (laughs) It was fun. That was bad. That was a bad, you remember that? Cracking like a duck was always fun. But if I think that's the other thing is to break that stigma (laughs) that, you know, yes, you know, as a mom and dad, we were trying to do our best, but it doesn't always, you're, it doesn't always turn out that way. Now, Thank God it turned out perfectly. Yeah. Um, but you don't know that when you're in the middle of the storm. I think faith is absurd except in retrospect. It doesn't make any sense. And now looking at you guys and being part of you, I mean, just today, we since we've arrived in Atlanta, we have laughed. I don't know when I've laughed as hard with you crazy guys. I, we have laughed. We have annoyed people. We have lost it laughing. And in, in a split second, you end up and you're both talking about very serious things you're dealing with in your core. You're talking to people and dealing with board and all that stuff. And it's interesting to watch that, that when I look at where you are and where you've come from, while I got a lot of things wrong and it, it just all, God just kind of all, nothing just happens. There's no accident. So going through all that just kind of equipped us for where we are now. It's an interesting dynamic. When you guys left, now mom and I are just kind of looking at each other, saying, "What, what do we talk about now?" I still can't get through a devotion at the table. <laughs> Even the two of us still can't get through a devotion. And you guys have gone through that with all of your kids leaving, and it's just you and Stephanie and having to learn that. So you, it just, it just it's a, circle. It's a circle. It just, you know, for families, it just. And I don't think that I prepared myself for that. No. I was not prepared to say, "What do you want to do now?" We don't have a baseball practice or a game to go to. For mom and I, if I had to do some things over again to learn how to deal with that, uh, you get so consumed in the Salvation Army. I mean, just so consumed with it that I wish that I would have developed some other friendships and relationships other than board and other than community people. I wish I would have developed, developed some stronger relationships outside of the Army and some other skills outside of the Army so that it didn't all come crushing in, that I would have had friends and people that I could have connected with the same with mom. I think I think for you guys, when you get there, is to do that, do something. you gotta, you got to have boundaries in your life that you step, and I didn't, so I'm telling you what I didn't do, to have boundaries outside that you have, you can function outside of the Salvation Army. And we've run into that even as, as recent. This is our, we're in our third appointment now. And in Greenville, 
Uh, we were the officers that had to be there. If the doors were open, we had to be there. No ifs, ands, or buts. And and that's that whole idea of what you guys have shared us. Don't let the army identi- yeah. make your identity in the army. Don't let them define what your identity is. We got to Lawrenceville and Gwinnett, and we did a little bit better with taking a Sabbath, but it was still at home, thinking army, everything. And, and only till we've got to Lakeland were, um, I don't know how it came to be, but I just had this realization that I got to get outside of the army for a little bit. I got to mm-hmm. be able to uh, decompress and and starting to coach high school baseball or assist coach high school baseball has really got me outside of the army. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not here to throw stones at the army. I'm just saying to have something outside of that uh, to decompress and people who are not Salvation Army affiliated and uh, has been an absolute breath of fresh air for me. So even as an officer, having something outside so the army doesn't completely consume who you are has helped me. It's helped my marriage. It's helped my relationship with, uh, certainly with Maverick and taking the girls also to the fields, you know, and they've developed friends outside of that, uh, you know, that bubble. It's It's been healthy for us as well. I think that's one of the great gifts you guys have given us as parenting, parenting us as adults. Um, I mean, there's not a time, especially as an officer, where we haven't gotten advice of uh, your family comes before the Salvation Army. Uh, don't let anyone define success for you. That's mm-hmm. what you define for yourself. And uh, do not let your identity get tied up mm-hmm. with an organization. You are some. You are you are meaningful. You are impactful outside of the army as much as you are inside the army. And uh, that's one of the things that. Uh, and that wasn't in a lot of leadership books, leadership podcasts, those kinds of things. When you were telling us that. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are taking um, uh, taking notice of that, and, and but that wasn't the case when when we first, or at least when I first entered officership. So mm-hmm. that was the only place I was hearing those kind of messages. That came too late in life for me. Yeah, I, it really yeah, did. I, I think for both of us, <laughs> and maybe it is just a thing you don't learn. I don't think you learn that naturally. Um, you just cannot let the army. It's two different things. You can't let the army become your life, and you can't as bad as it sounds, you can't let your children become your total life Mm -hmm. because there is a different section of that. And that's us. And I think if we, if I had to do it over, I would, I would uh, insist on trips just by, but uh, for both of us or a date night, or we weren't good at that at all. And we'd find a babysitter for you guys. I think we would have, in my heart, I think, we should have done more of that. It wasn't horrible when we first, when you first left. I mean, we were sort of happy. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of drinking it. and smoking <laughs> yeah. and that kind of thing that was going but on. After but that, that, after that, <laughs> after that, it did take a little bit of time yeah. to say, okay, well, what are we going to do now? And so I think a lot about legacy. And I think how I want to be remembered by you is did I add value to you? And that's that's a very broad thing. Did did I add value? I think that's for me and to mom. Did I you know do I add value to mom? That's a that's a big big deal to me. I would want you guys to always know that I'm there. You know, not always with the right answer, but I can listen and I'm and I'm always there. Now he tells us. Now I tell yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, I think it's sort of on the same line. Did I teach them well? My big push is. Did I instill in them uh, a faith that was originally, and again, we're having this conversation now with Aubrey, is your faith was because it was planted in mom and dad. That's where your faith was. 
But at some point, you're going to have to take up those roots out of mom and dad, and you're going to have to mm-hmm. set those roots for you. If we put the soil in the right place and, and allow the soil to be as, a, as, a, as best as possible for them to be rooted in at first, and then for them to be able to put their own roots down, then we have, we have succeeded as, as parents. That was literally the worst answer I've ever heard. <laughs> I read it off something. It was on Google. <laughs> literally. 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 Um, for me, with, with my three, I, I hope, and it kind of goes, that they'll always be, you know, dad was always there for me. Um, and it's making sure that I don't criticize when they make decisions or, or try to go ways that I just don't, that weren't for me. Uh, but will probably work out really well for them. So how do I learn to love them in a way and express that even when I'm unsure of what they're doing or what what road they're going down and be able to express that in a way where it still feels to them like I'm their best cheerleader as well uh, and letting them fully grow into the people that, that uh, God's made them uh, and not try to overlay my uh, desire for them and put that on them to try to live up to. I mean, other than our faith, family, it's everything. Yeah. Uh, that's where we go. That's, that's our retreat. And no matter what, we've got each other. The Salvation Army's mission, doing the most good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. And we'd love to hear from you. Call 1-800-229-9965 or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to connect. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or your testimony. With your permission, we would love to use your story on the show. You can also subscribe to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit SalvationArmyRadio.org to learn about more programs produced by The Salvation Army. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. Join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.